catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. In 2016, the African tech ecosystem barely raised $400 million in total venture capital. Four years later, the continent was doing four times its 2016 funding numbers. In the first half of 2022, about $2.7 billion was raised in over 200 deals. Africans in the diaspora contribute at least $48 billion to the continent's gross domestic product. In this chat with finance expert Tabfuma Musewe, who is the founder of the Afri Fursa Fintech Summit, we talk about the opportunities available to African fintechs as they collaborate with the diaspora. And of course, we start with the age-long question, African fintechs, too many, just enough, or not yet enough? (laughs) Okay, so when we think about remittances into Africa, and we think Mm -hmm. of the number of persons in terms of human resources that go out of Africa, we think diaspora, this an active African diaspora community, and they're contributing in a lot of ways to technology. In fact, the development and the fact that technology is a buzzword in Africa right now, the diaspora community has a lot to do with this. But then anytime you hear technology in Africa, the first thing you most likely hear is fintech right that's the first thing that comes to everyone's mind fintech once you hear technology and i know a lot of people are already tired of hearing one fintech or the other raising money almost every week on the continent so the age-long question of whether we have too many fintechs just enough fintechs or not yet enough fintechs in fact someone on a podcast i think um a few weeks back which is supposed to be released sometime in october um asked about 10 fintech founders in nigeria do you think that nigeria has enough fintechs already so that we don't just let's just help people who are you know planning on going into that space you know what see guys there's really nothing left in this space just move on to other things so tafuma african fintechs are there too many of them just enough or or do we need to still add more thanks for the question it's an easy answer the question is there's not even close to enough fintechs not even close the reason i say that is because we still have a huge population that is unbanked in africa I think the percentage is somewhere sitting around 40 to 50% of the population. So it's hundreds of millions that are unbanked. And then there's so many who are underbanked, you know, so you might be banked, but you're not able to access the services you need to help you do basic things, you know, maybe pay your bills on time, you know, see what your bills are, your electricity bills, your utilities, or if you're a business to, to be able to get a loan, to get credit in order to keep your your cash flow healthy. So just to give you a couple numbers, right now, the generally accepted number of fintechs in Africa is sitting at somewhere around 570 fintechs, call it even 600. Just to give you a number, the USA has 330 million people, that's the population, right? And they have over 8,000 fintechs, close to 9,000 fintechs. So when you do the math, our population across the continent of Africa is about 1.3 billion or so. So multiples more than the population within the U.S. And yet we only have 
call it 600 fintechs. So it just tells you that, you know, even though this is the news and media coverage is, is, is big on fintechs and we have a handful of unicorns, you know, it might seem like we're being inundated with so much around fintech. And I think in terms of the proportionality of how much investment goes into fintech versus other areas, there may need to be or may be good to have a little bit of balancing there. But I still say that we're not anywhere near saturated as far as the fintech industry is concerned. Mm. So I think why some people feel or may feel that they've heard enough of it, aside just the media coverage, would be that most times it's just the payment subsector that everyone keeps hearing about. Payment, 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 payment. How do we go about ensuring that other subsectors within the fintech space are also developing or also gets the kind of coverage that the payment subsector gets? Yeah, thanks. That's a that's a great question as well. And you know, the thing is, I think the payment kind of vertical typically gets the most investment right across the world, even in advanced economies. I think it's it's usually that way. I know in Canada it's 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 that way. But as far as Africa is concerned, I think it's important that we develop the infrastructure, so the digital financial infrastructure for financial inclusion. So we have to solve the basic problems first. You know, if you think about it this way, what's the point of creating some kind of wealth tech, you know, which helps people invest if we don't have enough people connected in the first place to institutions where they can save money? Or, you know, if our capital markets across Africa are not very well developed, you know? So I think there's fundamental things. You got to think about how do you help the person who doesn't have a smartphone still be able to get maybe a small loan, you know, a micro loan to be able to finance their smallholder farming operation, you know, or maybe they're a small retailer. So the thing is, these are some of the basic sort of levels that need to be um, addressed before we can build other types of fintech. So it makes sense to me that payment, you know, which is the kind of enabling people to transact is kind of the core focus at the moment. But from there, I mean, to answer your question, I think the industry itself will naturally evolve because once the space does become a bit crowded, you know, and, and we're talking about this kind of the microcosm. So we're let's say Nigerian payment fintechs becomes crowded. Well, then, you know, what's the next space to innovate in? Maybe it's insurance because our insurance penetration across Africa is very, very low. Um, and yet it would make a huge difference to a lot of business across the continent. Mm. And you mentioned that we need to develop the infrastructure. <laughs> what do you mean by developing the infrastructure? Can you be a little bit more specific as to what exactly makes up the development of this infrastructure or the infrastructure? Yeah, sure. I mean, without being too technical, you have to create the structures for people to be included in sending and receiving money. You know, so you have fintechs who have really worked well to make sure that their customers can transact across borders or in different currencies. So you talked about remittances, you know, so you need the infrastructure in place for diasporans and people on the continent to be able to have some kind of wallet where they can store money and send money and so on, as well as do it in different currencies. So there, right there, is a very critical piece of infrastructure. And that requires a fintech to get the right licensing, you know, to make sure that they have the right approvals to do this. Um, it requires important partnerships. Oftentimes, fintechs partner with banks, 
which are already deposit-taking institutions. Some fintechs have become, you know, themselves like banks, essentially, so neobanks, where they themselves can accept, you know, um, deposits from people, you know, from customers, from clients. So, so this infrastructure is critical. And you have fintechs which are serving other fintechs with this infrastructure, you know, so enabling, you know, through APIs, for instance, the fintech industry to be able to transact in different currencies. That itself is a very valuable you know, service. So if you and I wanted to start a fintech today and we didn't want to have to worry about that or about, you know, even point of sale, for instance, then we could simply use an already existing API from another fintech. And we could then focus on the aspect of the fintech that we're innovating in. I hope mm-hmm. that provides a little bit of clarity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The AFCFTA has been talked about for two years, three years now um, since uh the pandemic lockdown and you know a lot of discussions are going on around it and fintechs are supposed to be really big beneficiaries of the many goods that the efcft would bring you know aside you know logistics and other things what role do you think you know that agreement would play in ensuring the proper development of all the sub sectors or the verticals of the fintech industry in africa Yes. Well, the thing is that I see the African continental free trade area as as a game changer in the sense that it has the potential to really, you know, do what it's set out to do to boost intra-Africa trade. Now, fintechs are an incredible way to actually conduct that intra-Africa trade and that intra-Africa investment. So fintechs provide channels for the flow of capital you know, across the entire continent. We have many Pan-African fintechs that are doing that today. So I think the key thing that the continental free trade area can offer is policy clarity and harmonization. One of the challenges fintechs will face is that when they go into another market, they then have to sometimes adjust to completely different regulator who has different regulatory environment. So the things that you might have been able to do in Ethiopia, you cannot do in Nigeria and and vice versa. Or what you did in Nigeria, you can't do in Kenya. And this makes it really challenging for some fintechs because it's actually been in the news where some fintechs have been hit over, over the hand for not being certified or licensed to operate in countries they've been in for a while now. You know, so if the continental free trade area can help bring these parties together and harmonize policy as it pertains to fintechs in particular and just financial policy to the financial services, that is, then I think that'd be very valuable. Uh, You're organizing the Afri FIRSA Fintech Summit. First edition has already been organized, second edition of the way. Why is this collaboration important to African fintechs and the African fintech industry generally? And what do you want to achieve from this? Sure. Well, the thing is, last year we really validated, you know, as you mentioned, um, last year was our first one, and we really validated that these two very asymmetric regions, Canada and the whole of Africa, 54 countries, are capable of answering some of each other's most important questions. Canadians, for instance, are looking for new markets. We're a very small market. We're only 30 million people, give or take, in this market. You know, and we, you know, so it's a limited market in terms of your growth potential. You know, we're looking for talents. You know, we're looking for other firms to come and create jobs here. 
So there's an interest going both ways. And then from the African side, Africa has a youth bulge. I mean, with an average age of 19, you know, we are set to be the largest workforce globally in the next 10 years or so. So that means that we have a need for job creation and so on. Um, we're urbanizing quickly. You know, there's a need for financial inclusion and, and all that. And Africans also in the diaspora want to contribute to tech innovation back home, you know, on the continent. And we are also looking for FDI, you know, foreign direct investment to come into Africa as well and create jobs and make an impact. So it's, you know, as I say, these two regions are capable of answering some of our most important questions for each other. So that's that. And then this year, what we want to do is take it a step further to play a role in actually assisting people to cross this bridge, you know, to create these linkages. And we're doing that by empowering them with knowledge around how to invest well, around understanding what the fintech landscape looks like in Canada and across Africa. You know, we're doing that by having conversations around policy and navigating that. And we're also connecting talent to opportunities through the platform, as well as founders to to both investors and incubators and accelerators. So that's also a real message that we'd like to put out there that if you are talent or you know a founder who's looking for the next opportunity, please join the platform. We have recruiters who are there who are going to be focused on, you know, on folks, on our stakeholders. We have opportunities, you know, employers. We also have incubators, accelerators, and investors who will be on the platform. Okay. In Nigeria, there's a hashtag that is quite trendy and popular. It's called the Jakpa hashtag. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's more like describes the talent flight, especially the tech talent flight who from Africa, from Nigeria to, <clears throat> you know, outside the continent. So will this be addressing this in any way? Will it be encouraging it? Or like, how would it sit with the current tech talent flight from Africa? So that's a fantastic question and a fantastic point, because that's a problem that we've had for a long time, actually, in Africa, is that, you know, we have all these advanced markets, which are very attractive and are looking to attract African talents, you know, the best of African talent um, to foreign shores. That's a problem we're certainly contending with. And it's something that we actually discussed last year. So I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. One is that, firstly, there's a McKinsey report that came out just a couple of weeks ago. And it laid out the fact that African fintech has the potential to grow its revenue eight times in the next three years. So by 2025, eight times to a value of 30 billion US dollars. So we're talking about a billion dollar market, you know, a 30 billion dollar market in a couple of years time. Conversely, in Canada, the funding, the investment that went into Canadian fintech in the first half of 2022 is less than 50% of what it was in the first half of the year in 2021. So our funding into fintech has dropped by more than 50%. So it tells you that, and this is a common problem across advanced economies where inflation and some of the other economic headwinds are really slowing down investment activity and changing it. In Africa, the potential, as we discussed, is still so broad. So the fact is, if you really wanna win in fintech, you have to have an Africa strategy. You know, you have to have a way of penetrating the market. What does that take? That takes African diasporans that can help bridge the markets. You know, so it's folks like, you know, so like myself here in the diaspora, my focus is directing attention towards African markets. 
Now, if I was not sitting here, I wouldn't be enjoying the Canadian support that I have at the moment and turning eyes towards what's happening on the continent and, and attracting the flow to happen that way. So, um, you know, it's investment going that way. It's also talent. It's also, you know, founders looking for new markets. So I had to, of course, be in the diaspora to be able to achieve that. So that's important in terms of the resource that the diaspora offers the continent, you know, from a skills and education standpoint to network standpoint, capital standpoint, we offer something to the continent. And we saw something really interesting happen this year, which is that MFS Africa, which is a Pan-African fintech, made an acquisition of Global Technologies Partner, Global Technology Partners. And GTP is a US-based fintech. So this, this made massive headlines where for the first time, uh, a Pan-African fintech made a, a significant acquisition of, of a significant firm based in the US. So we're now having capital leaving Africa to make acquisitions outside of Africa. And that's important because at the end of the day, the folks who are controlling the flow of capital are also the folks who are controlling the growth of the industry. You see, so the other thing we actually don't even just want is foreign capital continuously flooding African fintech. And this is what's happening right now. We have 80% of the capital that's coming into Africa is coming from outside. But I really believe that Africans also need to invest locally in fintech industry and in that way have more leverage in how the fintech industry develops. So I hope I've answered your question uh, in, in one way or another. <laughs> well, you, you addressed it. You addressed it. If you're speaking to participants, what kind of people would you want to participate at this event? What kind of persons are you looking forward to? Yes. So we definitely would love talent to come through. If you're looking for employment or you're looking to upskill yourself or you're considering entrepreneurship, please come through. We want founders to come through, um, especially early stage founders, pre-seed, seed, even series A founders, you know, who are in terms of what they're looking to fundraise. We actually have a fintech showcase. And what we're going to do is select six fintechs to pitch in front of a panel of active judges or active investors. So they will pitch in front of a panel of active investors and they will, one from Canada and one from Africa will be awarded a prize, a certificate. And they will also have an opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one with a selected investor. So we want them to come. We'd love investors to come and to see the opportunities that we show. Employers, again, you know, on the other side of, of the talent equation, as well as regulators, because we need people to be able to see the interest and energy around cross-border work. Um, around innovation and to, to play a part in helping us navigate that. And where can people find more information? Sure. The easiest way to do it is go to www.afrifursa.com. Afrifursa is spelled A-F-R-I-F-U-R-S-A.com. Afrifursa. Fursa actually means opportunities in Kiswahili or Arabic. Um, but if you go to, to that website, you will have the opportunity to find out more about the FinTech Summit and to sign up. It's free. Um, the summit itself is free. Our masterclasses, one of them, the financial literacy one is free. The other two do cost 30 Canadian dollars. If you are interested and would like a discount code, I'm going to give one to Anthony. So please get in contact with him and he'll be able to get you on the platform at a discount if you're interested in those masterclasses. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Thank you very much for chatting with me. 
After an inaugural edition that registered more than 440 participants and top-tier stakeholders from the global fintech space, as well as rising stars of the African fintech ecosystem, Tapfume Musewe is organizing the second edition of the Afri Fursa Fintech Summit in September 2022, and it's virtual. So plan to attend and reach out to me for more details. Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.